Today on Bold Steps, Mark Job shows us how to navigate the dating scene God's way. You say, well, why so extreme? Because I believe that unless you fight for it, unless you get serious about it, the chances are you're not going to really end up dating in a way that maintains purity. I think you have to fight for it. Welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Well, dating is a major topic in our world, but funny enough, many Christians today have a hard time connecting the wisdom and guidance of God's Word to this key area of life. And with Valentine's Day coming up next week and the weekend just ahead, now is the perfect time to dive into a lesson on the subject of dating and romance. Yesterday, we began part one of a message simply titled Dating 101, where Mark is boiling down the biblical approach to dating in three Ps, the first standing for pace. Our message is one that Mark originally gave to the students of Moody Bible Institute, and with three more Ps, and without delay, here's Mark Job with today's message, Dating 101. Sometimes we start dating, and we jump a bunch of phases right into heavy commitment, and then it's hard to reverse. It's hard to dial it back. Pace means that you don't engage in a false sense of intimacy. Pace means that you have other friends and you keep those other friends, that you aren't absorbed in each other. It's an unhealthy, let me tell you, it's an unhealthy relationship. Once you start dating, if you are totally absorbed in each other and you suddenly start cutting off all your other friendships because it's just about you and that person, your dialogue, long hours at night, everything you do is with that person, all of your relationships take a back seat because it's just you and them. You create a false sense of intimacy that is unrealistic and unhealthy, and sometimes you need just to take a deep breath and pace your relationship. I maybe took it to a little extreme. When uh, Dee and I were dating, I, I don't know, I was going through a phase, I think. I was going through a phase. And I, the word love, I felt like people were throwing it out too much. People say, I love pizza, I love the weather, I love you. So I told uh, Dee when we were dating, I said, I'm not going to tell you I love you. I'm going to tell you that I love you the day that I'm ready to marry you. So if you ever hear me say, I love you, that means I'm going to ask you to marry me. So for three years we dated, I never said I love you. A lot of creative ways. I like you a lot. Uh, a special friend. and, and uh, But uh, never I love you. I graduated from uh, Moody, then graduated from another school. And we were in school together. And I said, hey, our final day after, after finishing, we're going to head back up to Chicago. So I want to take you to this place. And um, I uh, took her to the, the stairs of this place called the Capitol. And um, I opened up the trunk. I had some balloons in there. I said, uh, pop the balloon. A little note falls out and tells you part of the story. So I stood still as a mime. 
She popped the balloon, and it said, there was a couple that met and so forth, and I mimed it out and then stopped. She'd pop another balloon, and then I'd act out the rest of the story. She'd pop another balloon, pop another balloon, and the final balloon she popped, in the middle, it said, I love you. So she popped the balloon and looked at it. She said, I love you. Does this mean, and then I got on my knees, and I proposed to her. Yeah, right? Come on. That's, you got to, I get some points there. I get... Come on, get some points, right? So that's the very first time, the very first time I told her I love you. But, but there was an intentionality about the thought that, hey, your words matter. Don't overcommit yourself. Don't overcommit yourself. Watch the pace of your relationship. Number two, first one is pace. Second one is keep healthy purity. We literally live in a culture that unless you determine in advance what your standards are and how you'll fight for your purity, then I can absolutely guarantee that you will cross lines that later on you will regret. Period. Period. You don't just have a healthy relationship where you guard boundaries when it comes to sexuality. It doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't happen. You say, no, me and my boyfriend, we're just kind of chilling. Well, you know, Netflix and chill was, you know, that's a way of chilling. We we're just chilling and hanging out and, and nothing's happening here really too bad. No, it's going to happen. You are going to cross boundaries. You're going to cross lines. It's going to happen that you're going to regret some of the lines that you cross unless you are intentional, intentional about fighting for a healthy sense of dating and boundaries in your relationship. So I know that I've talked to you about this before, and, and, and I want to say it in chapel, I recently said it, that oftentimes you hear in the church, no, 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 bad, 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 don't, 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 when it comes to sexual drive and sexuality. And that's what we hear. And sometimes we almost view our sexual drive as something Sort of that God tolerates, but he looks at it like, that's nasty, ugly, bad. But that is not true. Your sexual drive is a God-given gift. It's good. It's of God. Nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to hide, nothing to say this is a bad thing. No, no, God gave you a sexual drive. It's a great thing. It's a gift of God. It's a good thing. Praise God for your sexual drive. Praise God for it. Yeah. But like every good thing, it has to be steered, managed, and at the pro proper time, unleashed. Uh, and again, I mentioned in chapel not too long, God is the inventor of it. God is the designer of our sexuality. Uh, for years, I said at church, I think uh, we should get a t-shirt that says Christians do it better. I, I really do believe that sexuality within Christians that are following God's design should be the best. But when you're dating, when you're in a dating relationship, you need to be aware of the law of diminishing and return. And the law of diminishing and return means if I go so far, it means that next time I want to go that far and go a little further. That's the law of diminishing and return. If you go so far up to a line, next time you're in the setting you're going to go to that line, and you're going to want to push it a little further. That's the way it works. And so um, the tendency of continuing the application effort or skill towards a goal 
this is the law of diminishing return. The tendency for a continued application of effort or skill towards a goal to decline in effectiveness after a certain level of result has been achieved. In other words, I've gone that far, but guess what? My drive says I want to go further. That's normal. I want to go further. I don't want this line to be there. I want to push it further. I, I want to go a little further. So what does that mean? That means that that most couples that I talk to, the majority of couples that I talk to, including Christian couples, I've never sat down with a Christian couple that loves Jesus that says to me, hey, guess what, pastor? You know what? We want to date for six months, and then we want to cross some lines, and we want to um, you know, find ourselves in a car, and we want, to, uh, you know, we want to start groping each other, and we want to uh, fall into oral sex, and we want to go this way, and we want to go all the way, because that's really our desire. That's what we want to do. No Christian couple that I know says that. Everybody says, we want to walk in purity, we want to have a godly relationship, we want to pray together, we're going to do our devos together, and, and because we want a God-honoring, God-centered, Holy Spirit-filled relationship. I'm like, okay, that's what you want, but yeah, I've been down the road long enough to know that that is not achieved without intentionality. I think when it comes to this area, what you need to be aware of is, you think, well, why did God set the rules? This is not rules that you and I set. This is God's rules. God made this up. Basically, the line is marriage, and sexuality is safe for marriage. Why? Well, he doesn't always tell us exactly why, but I believe the people that I've counseled and dealt with and over the years, I, I believe that when we cross lines in our dating relationship, lines of sexuality, we sow seeds of distrust, disrespect, and disillusionment. Now, at the time, they don't seem that bad. They seem like, hey, we're enjoying this. It's great. This is fun. Hey, uh, maybe feel a little guilty about it. But I believe that there's distrust, disrespect, and disillusionment that you sow into your relationship. And then those seeds often spring up in marital relationships where people don't talk about it, but I believe that it affects your relationship when you get married. And Mark will get to some helpful practical steps on how to guard yourself when it comes to the physical when we continue this message in just a moment. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job and today's lesson titled Dating 101. But let's put that on pause for just a second, Mark, and talk about what's coming up on Bold Steps Weekend. Yeah, so this weekend we are in a series entitled Hearing God When God Seems Silent. So if you have ever been in a point where you feel like, I just can't hear the voice of God, this is out of Genesis chapter 16, When God Seems Silent. That's on Bold Steps Weekend on many of these same stations and online at boldstepsweekend.org. And for even more Bold Steps content, check out the newest edition of Mark's Teaching Resource, a short 60-second feature called the Bold Steps Minute. You can listen and learn more by going to boldstepsminute.org. You can also subscribe to it through your podcast app and get each of these one-minute messages downloaded automatically for easy, anytime, on-demand listening. 
So let's continue with this final part of the message on dating. Dating 101. Here's Mark Job with more Bold Steps. Here's a couple of some practical steps of how to really guard yourself when it comes to the physical. Number one, assume natural weakness. Just assume. Go ahead, say it. I'm weak. Tell me you don't like. Nah, I don't think so. No, go ahead and say it. I'm weak. Just admit it. I'm weak. Yeah, you are. In this area, you're weak. It's okay to admit it. When you assume strength, you think that you can put yourself in compromising situations and it's not going to happen to you. If you assume weakness, then you're much more careful because you assume I'm weak. Um, I've dealt with people struggling with addiction all the time. And I know that one of the problems is when they assume strength. Like, I'm going to witness to my buddies out in the bar. I'm done. I'm not. I don't have any problem with alcohol anymore. And so they're all going to drink around me, and I'm going to drink, uh, 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 I'm going to drink a 7-Up. And so they put themselves in a bar. Everybody's going down. Hey, you want one? They put themselves in the environment, and next thing I know, that's what happens. I take one, another one, and now I'm drunk, and I'm calling you, Pastor. Oh, hey, Pastor, I don't know what happened. You know, I, you know, guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what happened. You put yourself in a situation assuming strength when you're really weak. When you assume that you're weak, you don't put yourself in situations that test your strength. Hanging out in an apartment alone for a long time, sitting on a couch, cuddled up for a long time. It just don't, by yourselves, without accountability, um, just assume that you're weak. Um, stay out of places that and settings that will test your resolve. Number two, set clear standards. Um, you know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 4 says, Each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that's holy and honorable. Uh, my wife and I have, have uh, coached dating couples for years and held uh, dating couples accountable for many, many years. And um, we always start by saying, hey, talk to us about we, we talk to them about pace, period, and perspective, and they say, all right, what are your physical standards? What are your standards? They say, what physical standards? Like, I'm, we're not going to do it. Okay, could you get a little bit more specific than we're not going to do it? All right, let's talk about that. And so they set physical standards. The thing is, if you give people a set of standards, they're going to say, this is legalism in bucket. But if they set their own standards separately at the beginning of the relationship, they tend to be pretty good standards because they're starting out their relationships. And then we say, okay, mix those standards together. Now, these are your standards that you created, that you said, this is where we want to be at. And now, we want you to find a married couple a married couple, and we want you to give them your standards and then ask that married couple to have free access to ask you on a regular basis, how are you doing in keeping your standards? Let me tell you why that's so important. You need to know that other person's standard. There may be something that for your boyfriend is a major issue, and maybe it's not for you but gets his engine revved up pretty high. And maybe it's not an issue for you. And so you need to know a little bit about each other because it's the law of diminishing and return once you go down that road. So you need to be aware of each other and you need to set standards that you say, hey, guess what? The, this is how we want to date. 
And this is not just how close can we get to the edge without falling off, but these are the stands that we want to hold. I think one of the best safeguards that you can have, seriously, and I know it's hard for you at Moody because you're in a bit of an artificial environment here, but I would strongly encourage you if you're in a serious, if you start getting, going down the road of a serious dating relationship, in others, you're exclusive with someone else. I consider that serious when you're exclusive. Um, I would challenge you to find a married couple, a married couple, and say, you know what? Uh, we as a couple, we're dating, and we want it to be healthy, and so we would like for you to be able to speak into it, ask us whatever questions you want, and here's the areas that we'd like to ask you questions, ask us about. Because here's what happens. You know the Holy Spirit is there to convict you, but you also know there's someone else there to ask you questions. There's something about another couple that's there to coach us, to ask us questions, a married couple that's a little further beyond that can ask you those serious questions. And I always do it separately. We ask the, the guy and the, the woman a little bit separately because they have different stories sometimes. And um, uh, I believe, you say, well, why so extreme? Because I believe that unless you fight for it, unless you get serious about it, the chances are you're not going to really end up dating in a way that maintains purity, sexual purity. I think you have to fight for it. So, avoid compromising situations. I talked to you about that. Um, number four, build accountability safeguards. Uh, find a couple that's going to help you in that. Give them honest, open permission. And then number three, and lastly, so pace, purity, and perspective. Under perspective, I would say this. Perspective has to do with understanding that this relationship is a part of your life, but this relationship is not all of your life. When you tie yourself so into that relationship, you can idolize a relationship. And I've seen this happen over and over where people really get absorbed in each other, idolize a relationship, and get way out of focus. It is a part of your life, but it's not your life. Listen, while you're dating, can I tell you something? You're not married. You're dating. You may be deciding whether you should be married, but you're not married. Don't act like you're married. You're not making decisions together. You're not one. Your finances aren't together. You're not submitting to anybody. You're not married. You are dating two independent individuals that are in an exploratory relationship to see whether it goes further. You're not married. Don't act like you're married. Keep the perspective. Uh, people get so tied into each other. How are you doing spiritual? I don't know. God is distant far. How's you, how are you doing with your boyfriend? Well, he's distant far. Don't, 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 don't conflate God with your boyfriend. Don't tie, don't hitch your spiritual life to your boyfriend or your girlfriend. They're separate. Maintain friends. Stay involved in community. Keep a right perspective. 
Um, don't become absorbed. Don't become isolated. Don't become insecure. Don't become dependent. So say it with me. What are they? Very well. Wow. This is a, this group has got it. Pace, purity, and perspective. And I want to tell you this. Let me, let me close my, my little chat with this. If you seek to have a, a healthy relationship, and then that put that same sort of mentality into have a healthy marriage, one of the best decisions I made in my life was to marry this woman. And one of the best decisions I made in my life was to cultivate the relationship with that woman. And 36 years later, we love hanging out together, traveling together. I want to tell her what's going on. We have, we enjoy each other, have fun together, laugh together, but it's part of investing in a relationship that really matters and can make a difference. So the long-term dividends of investing in a healthy relationship I think can be incredible. And let me repeat those three P's that Mark gave us. Pace, purity, and perspective. Excellent words of wisdom from Mark and D. Job here on Bold Steps. Mark, let's conclude today by asking you to pray for those listening who are just starting to date and want to be intentional about cultivating that healthy relationship. And also maybe for those who uh, have some regrets already about their dating life and want to see a change in their life. Absolutely. And this has been a little bit different than a regular uh, Sunday morning message. But we felt that the principles here would be important for so many people that are in that dating stage. Mm -hmm. And I want to remind you, maybe you're listening to this teaching and you say, Pastor, I've already blown it, maybe in in the pace or in the purity or in the perspective— And you can't erase the past, but I think you can make corrections now that change the future. And so I want to pray for those of you that are dating right now. I know if you're dating, it's a battle to stay healthy in your dating relationship. And um, we're praying that God would give you the strength, the ability, the conviction to be able to get on course so that if this leads to marriage, it's healthy. If it leads to a breakup, you don't have major regrets. Father, I pray for that couple right now that has listened to this message and maybe is feeling convicted. Uh, Maybe there's lines that have been crossed uh, sexually and there's conviction by your Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name that you would bring about a true repentance, but not a shame, guilt, and condemnation that you uh, erase with forgiveness, God. And I pray that this couple will begin to set boundaries in place, will get things in proper perspective, Father. And Father, I pray that this would be a new chapter in their dating, a chapter in which you are the center, a chapter in which they move forward in a healthy way, God. And Father, if this leads to marriage, I pray that, God, they would just lay a great foundation for that marriage. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name, that this would be a day of new beginnings for couples that are listening to this message. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. What a great message the past couple of days here on Bold Steps. Mark, thank you for this. By the way, if this has been a helpful teaching for you and you would like to just review it, we've put together the notes of this teaching on our website at boldstepsradio.org. 
Dating 101. You can review the notes for you or if you have a teenager or someone else in your life that's dating and you would like to pass these along, that would be a great resource for you or someone else that's dating. Mark, before we let you go, we have a resource for those who are anticipating marriage or are already married. The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages is our resource. That's right. This is a great resource, especially on this topic, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And maybe you're married and have been married for quite some time, but you say, hey, Pastor, I really need to bring some joy back into my marriage. These are some great habits, practical, simple, that can turn your marriage around. So when you give your financial gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps, we'll send you the Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. You can make that gift online at boldstepsradio.org or make your donation over the phone by calling 844-615-7363. 844-615-7363. You can also send your gift and request this book through the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And then before we close out today's program, we want to remind you, if you haven't already done so, sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. Get on the list to receive your copy Monday morning. Start your week off encouraged and inspired with truths from God's Word and learn how to apply biblical wisdom to your own day-to-day life. Sign up for The Bold Stepper Weekly at boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd. glad to have had you with us today. On behalf of The Bold Steps team, Here's wishing you a wonderful weekend. We'll see you Monday when Mark begins a new series called Encounters, Life-Defining Moments with Jesus. That's coming up next week here on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.